This is Mastering Your Mind. Welcome to the Creative Zone podcast. My name is Tully and this podcast is a reminder that you are not the voices in your head. Here you'll find lots of inspiring and down-to-earth conversations, meditations, and my own guidance on how you can live from your true self and feel confident to share your creative gifts with the world. I'm a creativity and mindset coach and founder of The Voices Of. Now, let's get into the zone. Hey, it's Tully. Welcome to this episode of the Creative Zone podcast. Hope this finds you well. I am coming to you live from down the coast uh, for the last five, nearly six weeks. Uh, my partner, my baby, and our two dogs have been living down the coast um, at a relative's place um, while we gear up to sell our home, the home that I birthed Leora in, the home that I've lived in for the last five and a bit years since being with my partner. And uh, yeah, so we're in a time of change, but I feel quite peaceful and trusting of, you know, the next stage of our journey. Uh, I will keep you posted. Um, But yeah, I also recently... uh, launched and started uh, my first creative mama six-week course and it's been really cool to connect with other mums and hear you know the different challenges and things that other mums are going through and you know I I feel like I'm having the experience and I'm having of motherhood not because of my baby's sleep patterns or the feeding or like certain things that are happening in the day. I truly feel that what's made such a difference in my journey of becoming a (laughs) mum has been the 15 years of inner work (laughs) and therapy and training and self-development and studying and learning and coaching and working, you know, with other women and mums over the years that's brought me to this place of really wanting to get clear on how I show up each day that I can show up as a mum from a place of being grounded and loving and creative and playful and fun and nurturing and patient And I honestly believe had I become a mum like, you know, years ago, I would have had a very different experience. Um, I know that I would have been highly anxious, reactive to everything, overwhelmed, you know, potentially depressed. Um, These are all things that I've experienced in the past. So having a baby, you know, coming into that mix, like I feel like I was – the the old version of me was a good candidate for um yeah someone who wouldn't have coped well with all the stresses and all the challenges that being a mum can bring and it's not to say I don't have my moments because you know uh, 
she's human. Um, you know, sometimes I get frustrated and sometimes I look at my partner and I'm like, I really need to tap out for a bit, uh, especially not having childcare where we are at the moment. Like I'm literally just, it's me and my partner and the dogs. And the other day I put Lior and my baby in front of um, the washing machine. <laughs> I was like, how's that for childcare? He was obsessed with it. He was like mesmerized by it. And I was like, well, it, it's not the TV, not that the TV's horrendous, but you know, I was, it was a funny moment of just, yeah, recognizing that I don't have external supports at the moment except my partner and, um, you know, and I'm working on my business every moment that I have that's like, you know, he's down for a nap. I really try and not work when he's with me and in front of me. So it's when he goes down at night or during the day and sometimes those naps during the day are just, you know, they can be all over the shop and I really – yeah, I really just have to go with it and just surrender. And I know that he's a reflection or he's often going to be reflecting things back to me as children do. I worked with children. I've worked with children since I was like a teenager. Like my first ever job was working as a dance teacher. Um, and I remember getting my little envelope of, I think I got paid like $15, you know, for like a class that I taught or maybe two classes, and I would go down to the 7-Eleven and buy, like, a passiona, passion fruit drink, and, you know, like a packet of chips or something, uh, salt and vinegar, and <laughs> for the salt and vinegar lovers out there. And, yeah, I've, I've worked with kids, like, ever since I was a teenager, and what I have learnt over the years from being around kids and you know, doing kids' parties for many years, that they are often communicating quite clearly what their needs are. And even if their behavior is, you know, difficult on the outside, um, there is often a reason for that of something going on underneath that. And I've always been curious about the layers, you know, that are happening beyond the surface. I remember, you know, from when I was younger as well, like being able to look at someone and I used to get bullied at school and like the boys used to bully me and I was quite daggy and, you know, had my wheelie bag because I had a scoliosis and um, they'd, I'd walk into school with my wheelie bag and they'd like kick it over. And, and I remember often like kind of almost being like a bit of a pushover and would sort of take it because I was like, felt like there was something going on for them underneath as to why they were behaving like that, which is totally still not okay. I mean, since then, thank God I've learned boundaries and not to accept unacceptable behavior. But, you know, I just, I always could sense that there were things under the surface that weren't being spoken about, um, you know, things that would happen in my family and extended family and things sort of getting that feeling of, you know, getting swept under the rug. Uh, I remember a lot of that and, you know, just sensing things that were happening under the surface. So I really have gone to work in exploring what is going on under the surface what is going on inside of us under the surface in our subconscious beliefs and the things that we you know how we are making decisions how we're just like going about our daily life and what are the first thoughts that enter our head in the morning what are the last thoughts that we're having in the day what are the thoughts that we're having you know when we are with our loved ones and you know towards our work or the things that we're doing so 
I can heal you all, I think. So I'm going to pause and I shall return. And we're back. And he was awake and I'm recording part two late at night when he's back to sleep. Um, but yeah, what I was saying was, you know, I really came to understand and really investigated for many years all those underlayers and all the things that were going on deep down. And I, you know, when I work with people now, I don't, I don't really go into like why those beliefs got created and where it comes from and like revisiting the trauma. I've done a lot of therapeutic work where I've done that and I haven't found it as helpful as the work that I do today, which is to just acknowledge that it's there, become, well, firstly, become aware that it's there, that a thought is there. Like I, uh, like I often look and observe like, okay, where has my mind gone to? Am I going to thinking about worst case scenarios? Am I comparing myself to other moms? Am I doubting myself and my ability? Am I being, you know, critical of myself and, you know, telling myself I'm an imposter? Like, where has my mind gone that I have left the building of, you know, connecting to my intuition. And I think once we grow in our ability to hear and observe where our mind goes, it opens up this sense of possibility of being able to shift your mind and your mindset. And so the first step is, yeah, I don't know if it's to go digging deep diving down into like why, you know, where does that come from? What happened in the childhood or what happened to you know, that I created my ego in such a way to protect myself to, you know, like if that's a path that you want to take, you know, um, you know, do what's, do what's best for you. But for me and in what I teach and what I'm passionate about is that there are ways to, you know, feel more present in your day, to shift your mindset that are a lot more lighter and fun and simpler and easier, especially, you know, if you're a mom and you don't have a huge amount of time and time is quite precious. Like I really want to make these tools super easy and super accessible, um, that have helped me and share them with others because it's made my experience in my day-to-day life so much more manageable and, you know, I, I just, it just used to be so toxic. Like I just used to go, you know, into overwhelm all the time. I used to be really emotionally reactive. I would have like meltdowns a lot and crying and yeah, it's, it's a whole other world to be in a place of, yeah, feeling quite calm, being able to detach from, you know, outcomes and not be, you know, so dependent on something, you know, really, like being so attached to my self-worth and my self-esteem, like I'm just, yeah, I'm able to navigate certain situations and then be able to, you know, shift gears and the more practice that you do it, the quicker also it becomes and the bridge, you know, from here to a place of peace is, you know, it gets shorter and shorter. And so, yeah, the first thing that I often say is, can you grow your awareness and just get curious into where does your mind go? Is it going to, you know, 
victim? Is it going to like the, the victim being, you know, oh, life is happening to me and poor me or, you know, self-pity like that, you know, that's often a place that we can go to in our mind. Is your mind going to martyrdom? Like, oh, I do everything. They don't do anything. You know, martyrdom is like very much built upon um, resentment and resentment towards others. Um, so yeah, are you falling into a martyr mindset? Are you, you know, dependent on other people's experiences defining where your mind is at? So are you reliant on, oh, if this person's in a good mood, you know, therefore like your mindset will be good or if that person's in a foul mood, does that impact your mindset? Like how linked is your mind and mindset to someone else's behavior or feelings or thoughts? Can you detach from that? Like there are so many places that our mind can go um, and I delve into this a lot deeper and in more detail in the Creative Mama course but once we can become aware of where our mind goes, we can then start to have more choice as to how to bring it back to an intuitive place, how to eradicate and let go of the ego ruling and come back to a voice that is more loving and clear and focused and knows what the next best step is and is nurturing and, and actually builds our confidence because when our ego is in the driver's seat, it erodes our confidence. Like it erodes our self-esteem when all of those mindsets that I mentioned before and, you know, the victim, the mentality, the um, martyr, the codependent mentality, like when, when that, the fear, the, there are so many, the sabotage, the, um, you know, procrastination, the, you know, being logical, like all the places where our ego can take us to stop us from living our purpose and doing what we are really born and were brought here to, to do. Um, yeah, it, it erodes our self-esteem over time. And then we don't have the confidence to take the steps that we want to take and create the things that we want to create. And so by actually tuning into your intuition more frequently and having that as the leading force and the leading voice, the intuition being something greater than your ego, like greater than the voices in your head, uh, something, you know, whether it's a higher power for you, whether it's a God, whether it's source, like people have different connections with what their intuition is. When you actually have that as the leading force in your life, it builds your confidence. It creates more of an ability to respond to situations rather than react to situations. It allows you to feel more at peace, feel more creative to pursue the things that you want to pursue because you're able to hear the guidance when you haven't mastered your mind. And obviously it's a daily practice. It's not this place that you get to and it's like, okay, we're done. It's like a daily practice of mastering the mind. When you're able to come to that, you're able to shift and land yeah, as I said before, it gets faster and faster and faster. So the first step is to acknowledge where is my mind gone? What mindset have I gone into? The second step is to try not to judge it or even to overanalyze it, just to accept, okay, this is where my mind has gone. The third step is to set boundaries with it. Hey, thanks for all those thoughts. Thanks for those opinions. 
thanks for everything that you've shared, but I'm going to move towards listening to my intuition right now. But thank you for trying to protect me. Thank you for trying to, you know, sway me off my path. I'm going to go and lean into my intuition. And then the next step is to pray, meditate, get creative and ask, dear intuition, what would you have me do? What would you have me know? And just listen to see what comes through. And it might be abstract and obscure and it might not make sense in the moment, but I guarantee you with time, it'll get clearer and clearer as to what these messages are and what they mean for you and where they're leading you to. Even if you can't see it, I guarantee you it will become clearer the more you practice this. And I love this term now that I've coined (laughs) that other moms and other women and other people in my life are um, doing more and more of as well is this idea of creative meditation being the most effective way to enhance your connection with your intuition in that, especially as a new mom, I don't have as much time as I used to, to, you know, sit down and meditate for an hour. And so I really want to be present with my baby and I really want to be present in my life with my partner, with my work. I want to be on purpose. I want to be clear. I want to be focused. I don't want to dabble and procrastinate and doubt myself and, you know, self berate, you know, myself in my head. Um, So creative meditation is like come to me as a form and a way that's like really simple and easy for me to just enjoy my day and come back to presence. So I set an intention often throughout my day of just playing and just allowing some form of creativity to be in the day. So maybe that's like to put on some music and have a dance in the kitchen or to like, you know, just gaze into my son's eyes and sing to him or to tell him a story or um, read a book or go and be out in nature. Like there are so many different ways that we can experience meditation. It doesn't have to be sitting for 20 minutes twice a day with, you know, saying a mantra. That might be your version. And if it is your version, like amazing and, and do it, you know, give yourself that space and time. But if that doesn't resonate for you, then please, please, if you take anything from this episode about how to master your mind, just give yourself permission to allow that to be in the simplest way. It doesn't necessarily have to be digging down, going, you know, and doing therapy. It, it like it can be how like setting the intention. How can I bring more presence into my day? How can I bring more creativity into my day? How can I be present with this mundane task of doing my washing and get creative with it and just be present with it? And I promise you that like the more you bring creative meditation into your day, the ripple effect of that is that you're able to hear your intuition more. The more present you are, the more you hear your intuition. When you hear your intuition, you can feel more confident because you're not actually being drowned out by self-braiding thoughts or self-doubt or the ego and fear. You're able to feel more confident. When you feel more confident, you're able to then take the steps towards living your purpose and the life that you were born to live and, and the life of your dreams. So I really, really hope that you'll bring and incorporate creative meditation into your day 
Um, this is something I'm hugely passionate about. I'm sharing lots of, you know, tips and ideas about how to connect your intuition and how to bring creative meditation into your day on my socials. So if you aren't already, come and um, say hi and follow me on TikTok and Instagram is where I mostly um, share my dancing videos. And uh yeah, thank you for tuning in and wherever you're at and wherever your mind is at, I really hope this finds you well and thank you for listening. And, you know, if anything that I've shared in this episode resonates or you want to learn more, understand more about how to master your mind, this is, you know, one of the modules that I go into in depth in the Creative Mama course. I will be, um, we're running the course at the moment, but I will have another course, um, before the end of the year. So if you are interested in any way or you feel drawn to it, just jump on the wait list. You can go to www.tallybrash.com and jump on the wait list for the Creative Mama course. And I will let you know, you'll be the first to know when the doors are open um, for the next round. So thank you so much for listening, sending you lots of love. And I look forward to sharing more insights and tools and tips on how to trust and listen to your intuitive voice with you soon. Thank you and much love to you. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Zone podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some tangible tools that you can take away with you to bring creative meditation into your day. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it if you could take one moment to subscribe and rate and review this episode. Creating a podcast takes a lot of time and dedication, creativity and work and the more uh, ratings and review, the more we can reach more people with these messages and yeah, help more people. So if you could take a moment to do that, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much and much love to you.